0: Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki. I was just working with my own coach and was describing a course that I'm putting together for the first of the year to him and what I would like to see in it and how I would like to help people. And one of the things that I ended up saying to him is, I feel like people get so hooked that they won't look At what the actual issue is and then I thought oh that's good I'm gonna write that one down keep it and then you know record at a future date or you know maybe becomes part of the course and then I thought "Uh uh-uh I'm not waiting this feels like something that might be able to help people especially as we try to navigate through holidays and through uh, you know schools are now going virtual again because the numbers are up. And I thought, well, I'm just going to talk about this now. So what's that mean? What it means, it, to me anyway, is I often see when I'm working with someone that they're talking about a particular person that irks them or something that's going on that really ticks them off. And I'm, because I use my intuition and my movie screen and my ability to decipher all of the information that's flying around, I often feel like that just doesn't hit home for me. It feels like that's off a little bit. So part of my job is to be able to kind of suss that out, to help them figure out, is it actually this thing that you're going on and on about, which is okay. We need to vent sometimes. Or is it that other thing that you don't want to talk about. And we're just going to avoid for another session or two when, in fact, we could make some progress if we look at it right now. So what I mean by being hooked and we won't look, it's like paying attention to what's loud in our life. And again, maybe it's a person who's annoying us, the boss who's just unreasonable or um, an injury or something like that rather than what's really going on inside, what's really loud here, what's drawing more of my attention, and quite frankly, the drama a lot of the time, rather than is there something underneath it. Now, it's entirely possible that there's <laughs> someone who's being a nudge and it, it, it needs to be addressed. But I find most of the time, if someone's repeating a story to me, or they're so kind of lit up emphatic, cranky. It's not even about what we're t- what's going on in front of them. It's some hurt that's inside or some place that hasn't been acknowledged that needs some attention. So they might be talking about the elephant that's standing right in front of them, opposite of the, the elephant in the room we're not talking about. This is like the elephant that's standing right in front of them, that person that pissed them off. when it's the mosquito that's buzzing around the back of their head, that's going to bite them and give them some kind of disease because they don't want to look at what the pain is that might be under the surface. So I was working with someone last week and I, she was going on and on and on about how someone did her wrong and I knew she had to get it out. So I have no problem with that, but sometimes we just have to get it out. But my role in any of my client's life is not to simply be the person who listens and nods their head. There are other vocations for that. I feel like people come to me because they want to move beyond what they may not even know is blocking them at the time. And my ability to see what's blocking and what, what might be underneath it is why people hire me because it, quite frankly, saves time. And you get to release some of the conflict or resentment that's being in there. So she's talking about how she's been done wrong by this person and so hurt. Oh, her little heart was so hurt. And I asked her, is it really about this other person? Because the hurt was out of context with, yeah, their behavior was ridiculous, but their hurt was out of context. And I said, or could it be related to this incident that happened in the past where you felt a similar sense of abandonment. And then the floods open and that's what we want. We want the floods to open if there's held back pressure, if there's something in there that has not been given permission to release. So once we did this, it doesn't immediately like solve all problems, right? I have enlightenment now about this, then I no longer have pain that's not the case. But now we know at least know exactly what we're talking about. She's not so hooked into this story over here that she wasn't willing to look in the direction of where the pain really was or what was causing it. So it's easier sometimes to pay attention to what's loud. And this often happens in our, um, like in our publicity in our news worlds and and in our government and stuff so we're listening to the loud mouths and it's like "Mm, let me go listen to that one over there like what aren't you saying I hear what you're saying to me and you're trying to distract me especially the administration we've been through by having by pointing over here and then I'm going to do a sleight of hand over here because you're not paying attention well why does that work Well, because we do it to ourselves all the time, and I feel like the most obvious noise in our life, it it makes us oblivious because we're just tuned into conflict or that drama or the who done who wrong kind of thing rather than, I mean, how many hundreds of country songs have been written about that, right? Rather than okay, this isn't all that's there. What's under the surface? And that's why I love my job so much because, and my work that I do in the world, because under the surface is way more interesting to me than what's being talked up here. And that's why I don't tolerate fake well. If somebody's fake with me, I don't mind saying to them, I understand this is the the behavior that's worked for you in the past, but I don't, do that. So either get real with me or get gone, <laughs> related or otherwise, because transparency, truth, even when it, it might be something that I have to look at within myself, well, sometimes that gets exciting for me. It, that's much more sustainable to um, a life well-lived and a soul connection than all this fluff stuff. It's just not important to me. Um, so, a lot of the times, if you're hooked into a story or hooked on that person did this, that person did that, or I, you know, had this experience of you know crappy service at that one establishment, so I'm never going back. Really, because you've never had a bad day, <laughs> like you've never forgotten something. Get down off your pedestal, and you know, maybe give them a second chance. If they screw up the second time, well, then yes, you can say common sense tells me this is not where i should be shopping or getting my meals or you know whatever this circumstance hiring this person this professional because they've flubbed a few times a lot of the times this hooked into the emotion the drama the that must be why is covering up a hurt that's underneath there that is scary look at. Um, I truly believe our subconscious knows it. And in some regard, it's working against itself because it's covering. (laughs) It's like, I'll save you from that pain. And yet looking at whatever that pain is opens the door to the healing. That's where the healing starts, because you want to understand why there's a depth of emotion there and you want to look at it, but not want to look at it. It's, you know, it's kind of like you go to a scary movie because you want to be scared, but then you're scared. So it is a, it is a conundrum. I'll grant you but I just know that we are here to part of why we're here is to uncover our greatness is to allow that bravery to show up. It is to dig deep if you will. And we owe it to ourselves to look at least within you don't have to tell anybody else that you're you're processing this or you're going through it there were many circumstances in my life where i blamed one particular you know direction or even people and then realized wait a minute it's because you're allowing yourself to show up and be what they say you are or negate what you need so while yes there's accountability what are you doing? What are you afraid of? That they're not going to be there for you? Well, they haven't been there for you. So once you look at that kind of stuff and not with attitude, but with honesty and an, and an understanding that, you know what? I'll be okay. But carrying this distraction around keeps you from being um, um, authentic, but also keeps you from being, productive in your own life it keeps you from really investing in that joy that i believe our soul is here to experience sometimes what gets mixed up in this and it allows you our subconscious or the ego that that cute little part that lives in the corner remember allows us to stay on it is because maybe there's some guilt or there's some shame underneath that hasn't been addressed and that needs to be looked at too Like all these emotions are so important. They tell us so much. And when we're paying attention to them, it can help to dissipate all this extra stuff that's being carried there. So maybe you participated in the interactions, in the relationships. And I know like for myself, I played a part for many decades. I played a part of Fake forgiveness, I'm going to call it. I don't think I've ever identified that (laughs) before, so having a moment here. I played a part of fake forgiveness. I pretended everything was okay too, when it wasn't. And that's something that I have held both shame and guilt over. But one of the ways that I've looked at that is, so shame is when we believe that we're a bad person. We're truly a subpar person, you hold shame. Guilt is that uh, you've maybe done something that wasn't so great uh, or that was downright trashy. <laughs> maybe you did. Okay. Have some guilt, but then release it because it's taught to us. It doesn't come in as a original emotion in the human condition. It's it's taught to us. It's shown to us. So I had some guilt over misrepresenting my own pain, my, um, doubt in family unit. Um, I had some guilt in participating in the charade, really. And then I had some shame because what if my behavior put someone else at jeopardy? Um, What if me pushing everything aside and not wanting to deal with it meant that someone else might have had to endure what I went through? because I didn't open my mouth. So yes, all those things have to be there, and, but once you look at them, oh, it just dissipates. There's still some work that may need to be done and some discovery process of, I'm not a bad person. I was working through my process. Um, I was learning how to support myself so that I could then take these steps. Right. So you might want to look at that. If you're holding some guilt or some shame in there, address it. Um, If it was because of your participation or any actions or something, okay, great. Face the guilt, find some forgiveness and some way of releasing it, some way of letting it go if there's shame there you might need some help you might need a therapist or you know some clergy coach some someone to help you recognize that the person you are today that's recognizing the shame is a grown evolved version of the person who acted or who participated in that event activity behavior whatever it is. If you can recognize that you feel that way, you have already grown. Congratulations. And a little bit of credit where credit's due. Okay. And then deal with them because if you're not dealing with it, it's only going to get bigger. Energy grows and grows and grows and it just gets bigger until it whacks you on the head. And you're like, oh, Jiminy, I got to pay attention to this. So there's this concept called the three to one ratio. And I'm not going to make you do math, but this I love it because it helps me think about how am I impacting the world? How am I impacting the relationships that I'm in? And then what kind of crap am I putting on myself? (laughs) Because the three to one ratio goes like this. You are pointing a finger out. And when you do that, There are three fingers pointed back to you. The thumb makes the circle. But there are three fingers pointing back to you. So if you're pointing at that thing that's so loud, like in the example of the woman I was working with, if she's pointing to the person who uh, treated her poorly, she's not looking at the fact that she's treating herself poorly. And these are the other three fingers that are coming back. And maybe one of the fingers coming back is how she's treating herself but perhaps one of the other fingers is representative of how she's participated in relationships that have treated her this way before and even though yes she has some accountability to it this you can actually she could actually identify yes i experienced that with this person or with parents or with siblings and then you know maybe the uh, the third finger represents a um conditioning that's in there that needs to be shifted, that's keeping her caught in the loop with the thumb um, that's holding it down. So when you think about how are you in the world, think about what's returning to you because what you're putting out there does come back and it doesn't come back as apples to apples. So it doesn't come back if you stole from someone you might be stolen from. Mm -mm -mm -mm. If you stole from someone, you may... Uh, incur um, someone cheating on you, or you may experience a loss of a job. so <laughs> the energy that goes out that gets returned, if you're conscious that I'm using my pointer finger to look at each of these emotions or each of these experiences i'm and I'm looking at them in transparency and in honesty. There may still be some pain or anger or frustration that that you feel, but you'll be able to process through it and work through it um, a little bit more cleanly because the energy you're putting out there is curiosity, is a desire to grow, is a desire to know self in a way that is so honest (laughs) that... You don't duck when you when you find something out about yourself or when there's a new layer happening. It's scary. There's no doubt about that. I'm not saying that this growth of self or expansion of your emotional and connection to your soul is this easy cheesy ride. Oh, she's so good. However, you've done scary things before. You've done hard things before. You were born. You are a soul that said, I'm willing to go do that human thing again. You've already got scary and working through it nailed. (laughs) You ended up here. And so far you're going, you're listening to this. You're curious about your own expansion and about how you can heal and, and line up with yourself. You've probably walked into an interview or maybe gone on a date or you've walked into a gym. Um, sometimes that can be the scariest thing <laughs> ever is to walk into that environment because if you haven't been there in a while, you, well, you got to start with conditioning. Uh, so you've done difficult things. Maybe you just need to remind yourself that that you've done it um, because that amnesia will keep you looking and hooked into I can't rather than looking at I'm pretty sure I can I might need some more information or some tools but I've done hard things before that's actually what scrolls across the top of my website and it says you can do this you've done hard things before because I really believe that in that human conditioning of making things bigger than they need to be in order to avoid ease, um, to avoid loving ourselves, that sometimes things are made to be harder than they are. So what can you do about this? Well, what I've already said, be willing to look at it. Be aware if you're participating in the drama, if you are Pointing fingers, you definitely have some stuff to look at within yourself. Um, If you are (laughs) someone who duff protest too much, if you're someone who is finding themselves complaining about something but not taking any action towards it, then you are hooked to the frequency and the energy of avoidance, of drama, of pain, of hurt, of stagnation of inertia all of those lower frequency energies that you know are okay once in a while for a good netflix binge but they're not a sustainable way of life because we are beings in motion and so we are therefore driven by our soul to see how much we can experience in this lifetime and i'm just throwing down a challenge that we experience things in clarity and joy and one of the ways to do that is to look at what's not working Right? So feel it, look at it. Yes, think about it. Get that brain involved. Get your problem-solving self in there. Talk to people who know the true you, who are going to give you honest feedback and who are going to let you know if you're sliding into that place of, I don't know, trying to get an Oscar where <laughs> you're talking about how challenging things are or how rough it's been. Call it out absolutely call it out. And one of the kind ways to do this is to say, I hear you. I see that you're trying to help me understand emotional self. I recognize that this is not me being in my most aligned space. So show me how to get there. Show me what's really underneath it. For myself, I don't have a quick trigger. So I don't really know what that's like. But when I find myself irritated by something, (laughs) I know that I'm not looking at something within myself because no one else has the power to irritate me. I am the only one who can give permission to that feeling. And it's okay to feel, but it's not okay to run away with that irritation and have it become something else. And have that become a conversation. So if I find myself irritated, I ask, I turn it back on myself and I'll say, okay, where are you feeling less than? Where are you feeling like you don't deserve something or you don't measure up? Or why are you trying to sabotage this? And you become the reporter. The challenging part to this may be. That you must arrive in a place of observation. You're not going in there looking for proof to beat yourself up further. You're going in there to solve, to get the information that's going to then help you to identify what is the underlying belief system and how can that be shifted. So if it's a fear that, say you're picking a fight with a partner, do you really have a fear that they're actually gonna leave? Even if that's not their um, belief or that, that that's what they even want, but maybe you're walking around with that feeling of unworthiness inside. So you end up pointing that finger, causing some strife, because you're so afraid you're going to be left, you'll actually create the scenario so someone leaves you. Or you're so afraid you're going to be left, you never step into the possibility of relationship or expansion of a business or a friend unit. The the, the subconscious is a pretty tricky beast, Uh, but it's not all that complicated. Once you understand what it's there, (laughs) that it's there and how tricky it can be, it loses some of its power. It's like when you don't give into a three or you don't meet a three-year-old in a temper tantrum. When you hold steady and you hold that energy of, that's probably going to hurt later bounding your head against the floor like that. When you don't meet them with stop crying, don't do that and everything, it plays itself out eventually because it's tire out. So that's what happens to this practice of seeking drama and always seeking that people have an ulterior motive. Not really, not really, we're not all that complicated. We're pretty much out for self um, and that's by design. We are here as a soul self having an experience and by design, we each have to get our soul selves through that process. So I'm not saying there's a bunch of self-centered boobs out there. What I'm saying is (laughs) deep within us is a natural drive to aspire to greatness within ourselves with a little bit of twist of it's all about me. And it has to be. And then you learn to communicate with others. So a little off on a tangent there, but if you call out these doubts or the feeling of unworthiness or a fear of looking at what really hurts once you call it out it will it will dissipate it loses its power and then you can address you know whatever is going on i feel like once we acknowledge it it also feels heard and don't we all want to be heard and sometimes i'll give that part of me that's scared a hug <laughs> energetically and i'll be like i know you're scared but you've raised kids you've had your own business for 20 years there's terrifying aspects of that. Sometimes um, you made it through that whole husband illness and croaking and everything, you, you flipped tires, you know, you <laughs> tried to run a 50 K, but fell flat on your face and that's fine because that's the getting up. That's the realizing, Oh, I can do hard things and I can heal from them and then I can come back even stronger. So one of the examples of this is someone sent me an email just this morning that said, she had all these things that were going on, and she was all twisted up about it. And I honestly didn't have time to address it at the, at the moment because I was in sessions and everything. And by the time I checked my phone again, after doing a couple of sessions, she had written me a, a, another email that was so sweet and said, thank you for your help. I hadn't done anything, um, but I, I was that person she could go to to write all of this out. By actually writing that out and sending me the email, she came to her own solution because why? She looked at the fear straight in the face. She may have needed a surrogate and myself and the email server to get there, but she did that work and she brought herself to that place of, wait a minute, Ina had to handle travel plans that go askew, especially right now. Ina had to handle disappointment in the fact that it didn't go exactly as planned and I'll work around it. So that type of knowing within self is so powerful, so important, and you're so deserving of that. But in order to have that, you have to be willing to look at and to express what is the real fear here. And look it straight in the face, like it's I don't know some kind of boogie monster, and then say you're kind of cute, you know, in all your trying to be scaredness, um, and I'm not scared anymore. And I may not know what to do, and that's okay, but I'm not scared anymore. So I feel, I felt that she navigated that so well, and. I hope feels proud of ourselves I haven't responded yet, so I'll suggest that when we connect to this knowing within ourselves that might not have all the answers. I have my intuition on board. I have my soul that chose to come into this lifetime, completely trusting that I have all the faculties to navigate it. So maybe I'll depend on that. I'll lean on that for a little bit, and the understanding that. I don't have to be so hooked into the untruth that I'm not willing to look at truth. And truth shifts, and it navigates, and it's different for all of us, including people who are at the very same event will see things differently. So, And that's so fun. So fascinating sometimes to say, how did you receive that? How do you feel that? If you're willing to not be hooked so your attention is pulled off in a direction, that doesn't allow you to navigate with the least amount of effort, if you're willing to say, I'm no longer going to give power to distraction, I'm going to look at what's going on, I'm going to feel what's going on within me, there will be less instances of distraction. There will be less people around you who are loving that stuff because they're going to recognize that that's not how you operate. And it's going to bring peace. It's going to bring that joy of connection to your soul. It's going to bring a celebration of, I might just know what I'm doing in this lifetime. And I get to learn new things over and over and over again. So if you find yourself being hooked, and you can even picture like that hook coming out, the old vaudeville shows, some of you might be too young (laughs) for this, but when the acts were really horrible, they would bring the hook out and pull them off stage. If you find yourself being drawn towards these lesser frequency energies and you find yourself being pulled into story, stop, take a breath, make a commitment to not be hooked because that'll keep you from looking and looking is where the power is. Thank you so much for listening, for figuring out within your life if you're participating in this behavior. And we all get pulled into it. It's not like you can be completely without little baby hooks, (laughs) but we don't need these great big ones that keep us telling stories for years or holding on to pain that's only going to hurt us or keep us from, appreciating and really bringing our best out into our relationships and out into the world. So give up the hook. Okay. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you're interested in wisdom Wednesday, feel free to go to the website, Vicki and check under booking and you'll find the information there to sign up for the subscription. I am so grateful that you listened to this episode and that you're participating. And I hope you have more of an understanding of how values and our intentions can lead to completing some goals, which then allows us to feel fulfilled. I wish you all the best and be well.